don't say on Twitter that everyone who did like it is a prick. And I am speak. I'm not speaking to you there, Ian. I'm speaking to everyone who does that. Let people like what they like. A like not liked is a like not needed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that rescinds its wish for a second Wonder Woman film. With me, as always, is the man who would look fantastic in an invisible jet, or in fact, anything that hides all of his features. It's Sean Berwick. Really? Our first video, and that's what you go with. Yeah, I go for, this guy's really ugly, so shouldn't be on video or TV or anything. I paid a lot of money for this face, alright? I mean, there was four people out there with parts of their faces gone, just so I could look I mean, this pretty. Are you sure you took their faces and not bits of their like butt cheek or the in between us area? This would explain the consistency of this beard. Yes, yes, it would, and and the consistency of your humour. I like to call right. it dangleberries. I am, um, I uh, that's gross. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, I'm I going to get all of the negativity out so that I can be really, really positive about this film. So, for our first video review slash kind of mini episode pod review, we're going to review Wonder Woman 1984. So, the reason we picked this film, because it was going to be a surefire kind of good film because i i don't know about you sean but i love the first wonder woman first the first one is very good yes uh the ending yeah. which we'll actually go into the ending of the first one wasn't good but there's a reason why it wasn't good yeah and i still it didn't okay yeah before we get bogged down with that i thought patty jenkins is back yep. fantastic yes. safe hands what did you think about this movie so um it was a funny one because we've been waiting so long for it but for me personally, I had no expectations going in. And even though I've literally just said to you, I really enjoyed the first film, which I did. I thought it was such a breath of fresh air because at the time when it came out, DC movies were so dour and so, you know, oh, we're not Marvel. And yeah. it was incredibly frustrating. And then you had this movie that was, you know, a positive film. And it was, you know, it had quite an upbeat message behind it. The acting was pretty solid across the board. I... You know, I'm not singling Gal Gadot out as being bad. She just probably wasn't the strongest in the first film. But you had, you know, actors with a lot more experience in that film as well. So I don't even, yeah. I don't even mean that as me as it came out. Going into this film, then I, I had lost interest in terms of I think I'd lost interest in all sequels over the course of 2020. You know, so it was like, oh, is it coming or isn't it? It'll be here when it's here. So, my my reaction is kind of, I feel if I'd been looking forward to it more, I would have enjoyed it less. <laughs> Your brain is really broken, I don't Not like to, it. I, no, if I had been more no, excited, I I get that logic. it would have disappointed I yeah, yeah. me. I wasn't excited, <clears throat> I and so it didn't disappoint. So, my expectations were through the roof. They were really, really high. So, when they, when they said it was going to be set in the 80s... That was my first thought of, ugh, really? Because I think that's been done to death. Like, I think we peaked with Thor Ragnarok because that kind of did the 80s thing and nailed it. And that film's incredible. This feels like a failed Ragnarok. Um, it, it tries to do some 80s things, but then doesn't at all. It's kind of like some good one-liners and a couple of gags. But this film didn't need to be in the 80s 
at all. I get that it's doing the whole eighties excess. We we can kind of aspire to have whatever we want and cash in on that, but I I don't think that sat right with the entire film. Um, but my yeah, my expectations were so high because Wonder Woman was the first DC film where it was like, oh my god, DC can make a movie. Like they can they can do it. There's a universe here. But you're right. I agree because Man of Steel was terrible. Just a terrible. I will fight you on that. You know <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean by that, yeah. But Once it became Steel was never, the extended yeah, universe. Yeah. Exactly, because Man of Steel, like, the intent wasn't, it wasn't the Iron Man of the mm. DC universe. It wasn't the launching pad. It was kind of retconned because they realised it was the only thing doing anything. Um, so, man, this film, very, there are some good things that I like about this film. And while I remember them, what did you like about the film? Oh, I liked plenty. I did like plenty. Because um, you like this film more than I did. I, that's kind of, I think most reviews of movies start with that sentence, Ian. Um, with, with, yeah, well, <laughs> with the odd exception, you know, there's kind of like, I think you liked this more than me. Yes, that's because it was a film. Um, yeah. Okay, it's not quite that bad. It really, it really feels like I don't like films, but I do. I feel like I you really, have really chosen... Like, are you aware that you have co-set up a film podcast what was this was this yeah. something along the way where you were like i don't i done messed up here i done messed up yeah no 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 most films aren't good i just don't this is bad done messed bad. up you like <laughs> um but uh no sorry to answer the question what i like about it, i liked plenty i want to first of all say Kristen wig is excellent in this film whatever about the the twists and turns that the character goes through and some work better than others she is very solid in this film, I think start to finish. I, You know, her final scenes, like any film that relies too heavily on CGI at points, you you do... No, actually, all right. I'm, I'm trying to equivocate here because there are other films, The Avengers, the obvious comparison, that do pretty well while relying on CGI. So, yeah. you know, the CGI does let, let down the end of the film a little bit, which I'm sure will... Something will, went yeah. really, really wrong with the CGI here, but... Yeah, Kristen Wiig is my favourite bit of the film. I would like 90% less um, um, Lord and 90% more... No, no, no. So I didn't say Pedro Pascal. I want 90% less of that character and I want 90% more of Kristen Wiig because this should have been her movie, but it really isn't and it needs to be and it should have been. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I'm going to start yeah, <laughs> just no, diving no, no, into the shit that I didn't. With the shit I didn't like. <laughs> Go for right, it. Come on. All right, scene, come on. Let's get, 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 it out, get it off your back. Get it off your back. The, the opening scene in The Mascara, does that work for you? I thoroughly... In- no, and I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work for you. <laughs> no, carry on. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, okay. Well, why doesn't it work for you? Right. It doesn't... I... The whole, like... Wonder Woman Olympics is fantastic. I love that. That's really, really, really cool. But the message is wrong. And tell me if I've misinterpreted this. The message of the Olympics here is don't cheat. And you don't deserve to win if you cheated and you weren't true to yourself. Correct? Is that a fair interpretation? Yeah. It's not truth, isn't it? Yeah, truth. That is not what Diana, Diana did. She didn't cheat. She adapted. So, if anything, there's a bit of hubris there because she falls off of her horse because she's busy looking behind her, checking where the competition is. Mm. And then she gets knocked off their way. Then she gets knocked off her horse. 
So then she's looking around and she's like, well, the horse has fucked off into the distance. That's not going to help me here. Adapt. Survive. There's a chute. I'm going to go through the chute. Fantastic. She doesn't... If she was galloping, demounts and takes the chute, that's cheating. But here she has adapted. This should be encouraged. She is a young person that has adapted to a difficult situation and come out on top. Just to get beaten down by flipping... What's his name? From um, Whiplash. Just like... <laughs> not my tempo. Sorry, Diana. You didn't win that. That's the wrong message. I am afraid your logic is entirely wrong. Because imagine the map of a marathon. And if you say, Joey, instead of doing 26 miles, I've fallen over, I can't do 26, I might just do 23 instead. That's very much... Because you're following a course, she doesn't hit the marker. That's the point. Did she miss that marker? She absolutely missed that marker. She she wasn't on the... She wasn't on the path to hit the marker. And that's what the 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 message is, is. You know, if you're... If you have... A course that you need to stick to veering off suddenly left or right you won't get the same results you might get to the ending but you're you're not going to have learned your lesson along the way and that's so, the central idea of the wishes is that oh sure make so, me a millionaire yeah. but you haven't you know you've taken the easy you've route. taken the easy route exactly and lord of course is the obviously he becomes the embodiment of it but he is that message I will be a successful businessman right what will you do to get there well I have a wishing yeah exactly yeah yeah and so I will concede that point however I think the point would have been made better had Diana jumped off the horse and not been knocked off so if she'd chosen to take that shortcut it would have it's a half measure because this way we don't really feel bad for her and we should if she's a cheater then she should be shunned it's again i mean i i'm not saying you're wrong i'm saying i disagree in that she is along the journey she encounters difficulty and rather than sticking to the course she decides now nah. yeah which makes her a winner <laughs> let's let's put that to think bed. i just won that you argument there ian thank you very much all right you, hey, they get hot in here um well, she didn't like get doped or anything right so you, you like well, hang on, you're telling me an 11-year-old girl could do that? She is so doped out of it. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll, we'll put the Wonder Woman society <laughs> to one side. Fine, okay, the Olympics makes sense. I'm disappointed with that. Um, well, my, my, oh man, I don't want to go to town on this too much, but Chris Pine, how, I love Chris Pine, and I will see him in every film, but how not needed is Chris Pine in this film? There, there's obviously, there's, Spoiler alert, we're going to go into a lot of spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, take it as a given. Uh, if you haven't watched Spoiler it yet, heavy. what have you been yeah. doing? It's been locked down. Um, yeah. Uh, although, if you have children or anyone you care for, I take back what I said. Ian said that. Um, so, there's a lot of... There is there there is problems with the Steve Trevor storyline. And I can accept the fact that they were like, listen, we just need Steve in the film. That That's fine. No problem with that. Of course, if we're going to bring him back... Um, uh, there's there's a few issues of to just go back a tiny little bit to what you were saying about it being set in the 80s um i think they've left too much of a gap uh you know from Agreed. you yeah. know from 19 oh, is it 18? Uh, he dies in 1970 yeah sorry i think, think, think that's it's it. not the end of the war it's close that's it yeah look it's you can almost so. hear blackout in your head oh the great war of 1914 yeah. 2017 
Oh no! Um, and but I think they've left it too long. Years, I, I th- seventy odd years, and she still hasn't moved on. I get it. You knew the man for two weeks, fell madly in love. Seventy years is a bit patronising. It, it it is a bit. And in in a way, I'm not I'm not defending that because there's there's other examples where Good. it's been. Oh, you know, my one true love, and ten thousand years have gone by. So that's just like it's one of those right. Just put it to one side. But I think. Yeah, as you say, 70 years or so have gone by and, you know, yes, what was she doing for all of this time? Because she's clearly integrated into human society and, you know, Mm. no problem, obviously, that she's not found somebody else that she feels that way about. Okay, but how many stories have we skipped over? Is every... well. Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins, I think I've both said that if Wonder Woman 3 is coming along, it won't be set in the past. It'll be kind of contemporary. But how many movies or ideas were skipped along just so they could set it in the 80s? Uh, This is my point, and it doesn't need... Other than it's the trend to set things in the 80s, I don't know... I don't know what... I don't get what the logic was. Why not the 50s? Why not the 60s? That would have been... Yeah, either though I would. It still would for me. That still would have been a stretch. Anything past six months for me is a stretch as to why she's totally hung up. Worried about your partner? Then she ever gets the sniffles or anything? It's like, oh, honey, feel better. But in six months, yeah, but two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Okay, you realize this is recorded, right? Fourteen days. That's how long they were together. Oh, I thought you were talking about how long you would wait after your partner. I was like, bloody hell! Um, No, even. Three, four, maybe. But like, um, but no, think of the Terminator. Yeah. I mean, like that that idea of. I often do. Yeah, uh, good. That 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 idea of you know a short term love or Titanic, any of that. I I personally maybe it's the romantic in me that doesn't bother me. What bothers me more is that if they were just trying to tie it into moments of history that are really really important, it, it, there were so many more things going on. You had the Korean War, the Vietnam War. You had the free speech yeah. movement. You had obviously. Like everything, and that's just you know fifties and sixties, as you said. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty fed up of comic book films trying to stop the Cold War or claim that their superhero stopped the Cold War. Stop it! <laughs> but it was nice, and oh yeah, like you know, kind of oh, all those nukes are gone, yay! Um, so okay, so right, so then we've we've had a, we've had a negative. Tell me, tell me one thing you liked. Even if, maybe we do it this way. We go bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> um. Right, Hans Zimmer, hit me with some music right now. This is going to work really well on the pod. It won't work so much on the video because I can spice the. That's true, and of course, if you know on the on the videos, like you know, this is great. The rest of this podcast has been hit with a copyright claim. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I. So the score, Hans Zimmer, duh, nails it. Yeah, fantastic score, fantastic twist for. Um, uh, Kristen Wiig's score as well, which is similar to the Wonder Woman theme, but a bit different. I'm not musical, but I know there's some undercurrents there of the same piece of music, but shifted about and messed around with. I love that. That was spot on. It's definitely, it's very, very strong score. I really, really enjoyed the Themyscira theme. It's, it is both Diana's theme, but expanded and, you know, made into, you know, either same family. There was, there was two musical moments which are actually they're lifts from other films one is another Hans Zimmer score uh, it's actually it's the opening from Batman v Superman the beautiful lie it plays over her final confrontation where she gets Maxwell Lord to rescind his wish and it's oh, excellent use of the music and it's because Batman v Superman there's many things to say about it but it does have a 
very good score. It's not it's not an amazing score, but just a very very good no, score. It's really good. Yeah. Um, the other one then, like so, so I've chatted with a few friends online about this. The other one is where she's learning to fly, and they use Adagio in D minor by John Murphy, which was made probably made famous by Sunshine, but it has appeared in uh, Kick Ass yeah. uh, among other films as well, and. For me, that actually took me out of the scene because I, you know, I'm one of those people, I can close my eyes and hum that piece of music start to finish. I've listened to it that many times. And I love it. And it's not that it's a, you know, it's a great piece of music. I just, I'm I'm sitting there, Christmas Day, stuffed, going, Hans Zimmer didn't write that. (laughs) What kind of bullshit is this? Uh, you, uh, to be fair, you could tell me Hans Zimmer wrote that and I would buy it somehow by genetics. He, he, He did write that. And so I, that scene, I don't like how we got there, Mm. but I love the scene. So I don't like the, hey, Chris Pine taught me how to fly. Don't like that. But the scene itself and her jumping from lightning bolt to lightning bolt. Oh, yeah. Kind of the move from the hands to the one at the hip. And that I really, really liked. Similarly with Chris Pine's, damn it. Steve, not Steve Rogers. Steve Trevor. Steve Steve Trevor. What a stupid name. Sorry to any Steve Trevors out there. Um, Similarly to Steve Trevor's jump jet scene where he's flying over the fireworks and above the clouds, visually, that's stunning. And it's hard to not get moved by that scene, regardless of the bullshittery that took his knowledge of what is essentially an aluminium little tiny plane to a fucking Harrier jet. I don't think it's a Harrier. It's a. It's still it's a, a lot more powerful than the last thing sort. he flew. What's worse is they try to explain it. Don't explain it. Just say that he has an innate knowledge of this thing. Don't make him look around the cockpit going, cool, fuel, cool, starter button, cool, I did, other I, things. I love actually, I do love the gag. Now, it was in the trailer and I wish it hadn't been because it's a good gag. You, you probably know the one where it's like, the way I fly, oh. they'll never see us. Oh, I never told oh, you about radar. radar. Yeah. Oh my God, are they going to shoot That's- us? <laughs> That was very good. I have to say, I enjoyed it. And also, uh, hats off to Chris Pine for his good comic timing, I think, in this film. Yeah. I don't think he is necessarily, so far, a strong comedy actor. But as written, I think there's good comic timing for his character in this film. There is. He is the comic relief, and he shouldn't be. This is my real bugbear, is that he has no agency in this film. He is plot device. It is... A way to get, a way to get Wonder Woman emotional, a reason for her to lose her powers, and a reason for her to give him up to get her powers back. It, it, he doesn't do it, and then he he has a couple of laughs, and you get to do the reverse dress up scene. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really, really have a problem with her powers being linked to him, to her being in love with him. For me, that has got connotations of, yeah, if you want to love somebody, you've got to give up your career. You can't be a powerful woman and in love. You're going to have to choose one or the other. That just didn't sit right. There was a... It, it actually it reminds me, in a funny way, of an episode of The Angel, the TV series, the first season. He is, through McGuffery, uh, he loses his vampire base, becomes a human. And, you know, that's great. He can finally be with Buffy. He can be happy. They can be together. But he's useless in the fight. Because he's just a man. Yeah. You know? And there is a I'm degree really of that I'm really untied of that choice. Yeah. Yeah. 
The only time I've seen it where I liked it was bizarrely in a, a CW crossover where the Clark Kent from Smallville. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. Into the it's the I think it's Crisis on Infinite Earths That's it. and Lex Luthor bumps into him with like a stick of uh, McGovery kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a stick of crypto. Oh, right, and yeah, sorry. Chucks yes. it away, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I gave it up to be with Lois. I gave up my powers. It's fine. That's all." That 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 was kind of a cool nod. But I'm fed up of it being used as a plot device. And then half an hour later, yeah, I'm going to be powerful. As much as I loved the emotion, and I loved Gal Gadot's scream as she launches, leaving Steve behind, and launches herself into the sky. That scream and the emotion is super powerful. Mm. Again, I just hate how we got from A to B. That's it. That's that's totally fair. Uh, I feel it's as you say. It's it's played for the back seats. It's you know it's all very very much. She walks around and he literally disappears around a pillar. It could it could have been filmed better, but emotionally, yes, it's very very good. Mm-hmm. But yes, when the choice is as as you say, you get to have the man or you get to have the career. You do not get to have both, yeah, and that, that really blows. Sit right. That blows yeah, on everything. That sucks. However, now I know you're terrified of this question, so we're just going to get it out of the way here. What do you think of the entire way that Steve is brought back? I don't. The reason you said I'm really shaky around this because I don't want to use the R word in this situation. However, there are talking about bad connotations. Steve is inhabiting another person's body, and that is the person the rest of the world can see. Mm-hmm. And it's just cinema, cinema magic, which is why we see Chris Pine. But this is a person, and this is a person that returns at the end of the movie just because he flirts with her in the closing scenes doesn't make it okay. She has relations with this man stuff happens with this man's body and it doesn't again quite sit right why not just poof steve trevor is back why why does his soul have to take somebody else's body that was it if it's a fucking wish if you're going exactly if you're going down this route you know if you're gonna bring him back from the dead, bring him back from the dead do you know are the nukes that suddenly appeared just microwaves that have been repurposed and eventually get turned back into a ton of microwaves it's not beyond i don't understand the the choice that was made there to do that i it's it's one of those films where at at least from what i've seen of it the the in-universe logic that it gives itself to use is very wishy-washy and you know there doesn't seem to be any boundaries but they're also does seem to be limits at the same time and it's because of that it, it makes it quite muddly yeah exactly it takes something yeah. you know do, does that mean i can take your money or do i have to take part of your soul you know is that why yeah. diana's well, losing that, her power you know the, what i mean yeah i get it's the genie thing from x files where if you, you every uh molder wishes for world peace and she just everyone disappears i was like well, you weren't very specific there were you um, and it's one of my favourite mechanics in Dungeons and Dragons. There's this super powerful thing where you get three wishes, but it's up to the dungeon master to interpret how the wish is. So it might be, hey, I want to get out of here. Um, and you get out of there, but you leave everything behind. So you're just in the middle of a desert and you're pretty f- screwed. I, I went on a tangent there. Damn it. When I talk about Dungeons and Dragons, stop me and rein me back in. I didn't know you were a fan. Did you not? No, not at all. <laughs> just 
Dungeons and Dragons stuff down there. Um, but yeah, so the um, the buh, 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 yeah, I don't like it either. The, the magical stone MacGuffin, don't like it. I I mean, sorry, yeah, I mean yes, because it is very much a MacGuffin. It is basically it is a crystal penis that he holds in his hand. And then it goes inside him, and you may interpret that whichever way you like. But oh, and what it actually is is a Chris Pine penis because it is. It's almost like what do we need in this film? What we need is for Pedro Pascal to be in it, and we need Chris Pine to be in it. Hmm, something with wishes, cool. And then you start from there. It really feels like you started with what would be cool as opposed to what's a cool story and take it from there. And it's... I don't think the runtime does it any favours. Uh, Two and a half hours! Yeah, it's And you Why? could have told that story, which I did enjoy. We'll get back to the positive now soon because there, there is still plenty of positive in it. But you could have told this particular story in at least two hours anyway, if, if not a little bit less. Um, Just reshape it. I, I know it's easy to say take, take this out, take that out. But I think you need to start the story from scratch and find a different message that you want to tell. Because a lot of what I think the message get. No, go on. I was going to say a lot of what goes on in uh, Cairo. Um, yeah. It just that didn't feel right. It did. It, 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 it's not even that. It just it just felt that could be put into the director's cut. Yeah. It didn't particularly I... add anything to the film. It showed, it's all right, like... Maxwell Lord has now kind of realised, yes, I can do yeah. pretty much anything at this point. Sure, and I get it, it's to do with oil, that, that's fine, but he can now do anything. Yeah, like, is it a commentary? Like, are you... 80s... Films set in the 80s seem to be, like, quite light-hearted. Um, so what are you trying to... Are you trying to... Well, no, no, no. So I'm thinking, again, the only 80s... on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. No, they were made in <laughs> the kidding, 80s, I'm kidding. dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea of setting a 2020 film in the 80s is to get a bit of nostalgia going. Yeah, 100%. It probably isn't to do a commentary on oil crisis in the Middle East and how much we fucked them. Like, pick your message is what I'm going for. It is. There's a lot of messages going on in this film. Now, just... Yeah. Because that's totally fair. Let's do, let's just park that for a second. Let's let's go back to positive. I love Pedro Pascal. I love him. I think he's great in this. I think the writing lets him down, but I think he is great in this. Yeah. So he acts his little hiney off. Um, yeah, great, fantastic performance, and he he one hundred percent commits. Him and Kristen Wiig, hundred percent committed to the role. Don't like the character. Cheesy, cheesy, super cheesy. It is. It's like they've plucked a bad guy from the eighties. He should be in a, I don't know. Should be in a, a action film from the eighties, not a modern superhero film. If that makes sense. I just don't like it. There's also the fact that, like, you know, great at the end. You know, things get undone. It's fine. Oh, he meets he's up with the son. Redeemed. This shitbag is. Redeemed he's going to get the film. Like, there's no way out of this one. He's going away for a long time. But he should. Yeah. But, but the pro- who knows yeah. if he does? The problem with that is that it just kind of needs to be addressed. See what I thought was going to happen. Right now, not that I'm. Would this be a better ending or not? In the comics, Wonder Woman kills Maxwell Lord. All right. So and it's it's basically her great sin, if you like. Um, mm. You know, it's not quite Batman kills the Joker levels of yeah. oh, oh my goodness, but. She's quite like Superman. In fact, don't kill, you know. Sean, Sean here representing the internet. Oh well, actually, in issue one hundred and forty-five of Wonder Woman Returns, in fact, this is what happened. You sure you want to leave that in the pod? 
Yes. Okay. Um, and it's her, her great sin, basically, and it hangs over her. So it would have had, it was expected in this. And the fact that she hasn't done that now, I don't know if they have plans for Maxwell Lord to return in a sequel or if they just went, no, that's not what we're doing with this film. Because it's Perhaps. quite yeah, consequence free. The only one who truly it, loses yeah. someone to say, loses someone forever, is Diana. Yeah, I think she's the only one that, that comes away losing something. Um, oh, I hope it doesn't start another 70 years of mourning. Well, frankly it could so so what do we know in terms of say continuity we know in i think i think batman v superman is set relatively modern so 2016 ish yeah. i think it was actually the, it's year, basically yeah. set the same time that the film came out yeah so so what's that so the another 20 or 30 years there of you know pining and it is it is pining <laughs> pining and it is a picture Weo. of steve trevor that brings her out into the open so yeah, so it's also implied that's it. She just goes home and mourns again. So Nearly that smile at the end of the film is meaningless. A century of pining. Now Chris Pine is attractive. He is but a dish. Hot damn, that is that is a long time. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else did we have? The CGI. What the hell happened with Wonder Woman and CGI? I. I'm not. I'm. I feel like something's I'm not right. Something's off. And I wonder how much it's, of that is to do with COVID. Yeah, but Discovery. Some of Discovery. No, but still, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, some of Discovery didn't look great, but some looked incredible, you know? And that what was. didn't look great yeah. and in Discovery? What didn't look great? Uh, some of the final episode um, didn't look great, though, because they had oh, to I've, do more, basically. They had to do body stand ins and. I've tried to forget the final episode. Um, but, so specifically, it's Wonder Woman's action shots so when basically the entire mall sequence whenever she's jumping she's waiting and landing is it exactly it's like gravity and i know that's the whole point yes the only reason you can jump that high is because you've managed to counteract gravity but this it didn't look right it's almost like she 3d popped off of the screen um and the entire final scene with cheetah just Mm. what just a mess it was it was very snidery it was just a mess of the final dark scene with action. Cheetah, where she she drops her into the water, and the electricity yeah. cables go into the water. Now, Which okay, is also a bullshit ending for a villain. I think I agree with you. Now, her surviving. Well, if the whole point is that she wished to be like Diana, so if Diana survives, yeah, okay, fine. Oh, Cheetah I'm fine survives. With That's her cool. Surviving, yeah, but if Diana stood up and walked away from that, so should Barbara. I haven't got a problem with that. I get what you mean, yeah. but I don't. Movie's got a movie. I I think that was a lazy way. Yes, they had a, to like, a lazy uh, and hyper telegraphed way of getting her there. I, um, I know Cheetah yeah. looks the way she does in the like she looks like a Cheetah woman. But I mean, how much did you prefer the standoff between Kristen Wiig? Not that they're different, because, but you know that scene. No, no, I know what you, you mean. Know, I do because it's now Diana's fighting some CGI thing that doesn't have to be Kristen Wiig, and Kristen Wiig nails the action scenes for for a woman that isn't by any means famous for doing action. Like absolutely nails it, and her intense evilitude <laughs> is phenomenal. I love it, but um, yeah, really, all of the CG. I get why they did it, but I I don't think it was necessary. Um, Wonder Woman's golden suit while we're on the cheetah fight. I missed why they needed that. They didn't. 
I mean, like, they didn't she was that. weakened. She wears armor. Okay, fine. It was very much shoehorned. And just speaking purely for myself here, and I will take the wrath of all comic fans for this one, I don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't I like it. I didn't like it either. Uh, I, I don't it, think it looks well on screen. This feels like a very... Oh, man. No, I did not like this film, so I'm not going to apologise. It felt like this whole film was pandering. And it's like, this is going to be a cool shot. And it's like, I just feel like, how much of that was up to Patty Jenkins? Because I had the impression that she would shun that and say, fuck you guys, I'm making my movie. Whereas it feels like Warner Brothers said, you have to have Chris Pine back, you have to have Cheetah in this film, and you have to have the gold suit. Shoehorn it in however you want. I think, and actually that, that's that's an excellent point, because now I haven't I haven't heard any reports of that on this film, but it's early days. Because yeah, exactly. recently, usually you hear some of that in the build-up. Yeah, recently Paddy Jenkins spoke about the end of Wonder Woman, where they were like, mm-hmm. "Nope, you've got to have the big, you know, fire thing in the yeah. sky, and you've got to have Ares, and you've got to have the bang God bang boom boom." God. Yeah, and which is considering the message for the end of that film is that love wins. The fact that that was in the backdrop of fighting Ares, God of War, and and everything, you know, yes, you you do feel like there's two different things going on here. So, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened in this, although it also would be a bit confusing as to would she have let them get away with it a second time? But again, I don't know. I don't. And with how successful Wonder Woman 1 was, like, give her the reins. Like, let her do her thing. Um, So many questions I have about the choices that were made. It feels like... It really feels like I'm watching three films that didn't mesh together. I've got... Um, Diana and um, Steve's story. I've got Cheetah's story, and I've got Lord's story. That kind of then intertwine towards the end. Mm. It, it doesn't. They don't feel like they're cohesive altogether at all. Interspersed with, haha, weren't the eighties funny and quaint? And that bin is a piece of art. Aren't fanny packs? Isn't that a funny word to say? And don't people look ridiculous in them? <sighs> Be better. You are better than this. Um, I think that's it. Like So that's at the start where I said, and look, I had no expectations going in, and so therefore I wasn't too disappointed. You mean, you obviously did have expectations. Oh, the fact that they are better, because they have done better, and they didn't mm-hmm. do better this time around. I don't understand why. And there was such a prolonged dragging out and waiting. Now, understandably, they couldn't be sitting there refilming scenes all the time because that's not how cinema works, let alone COVID or anything like that. You know, they had time to sit on it and go, actually, should does this work? Or, or... No, they had time to go, like, <clears throat> how can we get this out as wide as possible, as far as possible, and make our money back? That's it. I mean, I think you've got... Um, this is a story that can be told in an hour and a half, and you've probably got a film that I would like and I would watch. I'd be disappointed because Wonder Woman deserves a two-and-a-half-hour film, but this is a 90-minute adventure I could have got on board with. Mm. Like, Wonder Woman 2.5. Um, but, yeah, two and, imagine the story that you could have told and crafted in two and a half hours. What could you have done? And it felt anything would have been better than this. Makes me... I might have the harshest opinion on this film. It makes me slightly concerned for the Snyder Cut, which is broken up into four or five episodes. And yeah, just like, I'm just um, getting uh, so done with DC, and the the Ray Fisher stuff has got a bad stink on it as well. Well, that's true. Um, yeah, it, it all just feels like a massive mess at the minute. Other than Henry Cavill, did you read um, actually just just that you wrote up? Did you read Henry uh, Ray Fisher's statement yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
It's just like it's a horrible mess. This is not not only is that awful for him to be going through, what a PR nightmare for all of yeah, this as well. From a and business it, point of view, exactly. it is, yeah, it stinks. Yeah. Um, and then you got the judgment of any actor that chooses to stay on board because they're going to get judged by some portion of the fandom or public, aren't they? Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, I defend before I'd watched this film I I, th- I said on the podcast a few episodes ago people calm down like it's just a movie oh now, there's that too really, like it's film yeah you no know. but I really get it now oh it, right sorry I no I'm still like that <laughs> guys it's a film okay and it no, was I get that it's yeah. a film but it's a film that could have been so much better and it's it almost felt like it sounds horrible but it felt like Gal Gadot was had been playing Wonder Woman for 30 years and this was her last appearance this was. I'm going to give her a send off. It. She was it playing felt... Wonderman. Wonder Woman. There was a moment Did there where you Wonderman. said she's been playing Wonderman for thirty years. Wonderman. Wonderman. Instead and I love Wonderman. that. I want to see that film. Gal Gadot <laughs> in Wonderman. Wonderman. Yes. Um, Wonder Woman for thirty years and is now phoning in her final performance. It. It really. There's a few moments in it, but it did. It felt very rubbery. I did not like her performance. No, I... I think, Especially next to Kristen Wiig, who is just fucking on all cylinders. Yeah, I think I think she is the MVP of the film, followed yeah. by Pedro Pascal. Um, yeah. Gal Gadot, she's not in bad in this. Acting in a separate movie, by the feeling. In, in, of it. Abyss, yeah. yeah. Gal Gadot's not bad in this. She's just overshone by she's just present. pretty much everybody she's... else. To cap it all off, what did you think of the cameo? And not, not needed... Uh, not not knotted is a not not needed. <laughs> Didn't like. Let's do this again. To cap it all off, what did you think of the cameo? <laughs> because you seem yeah, you seem to it. not compute there toward the end. I loved it. It was great. No, I yeah, meant I that didn't... your brain went into at four oh four does not compute mode. You're like all I can all I can think of is that saying is that a not not knotted is a not not needed. So if you haven't done it properly, you don't need it. Okay, sorry, I've not heard that phrase before. Oh, it's a it's a kind of a rock climbing and sailing. So a knot not knotted right is a knot not needed. Oh. So if you don't do it right, you don't need it because it's going to kill you. Apologies, um, I did. I did not. It notice. was that's right. It's I may have just made that shit up, but somebody out there, please confirm. It sounds good. Um, I I loved seeing Linda Carter. Cool, brilliant. But it didn't feel right. It felt like. It felt like they'd used up their shoehorn, so they had to buy a bigger one and then had to use it for something and used it for this. There was, and also, with all deference and respect to Linda Carter, I don't know what they directed her to do in that scene, but I mean, she clearly was not acting. She was talking directly she to the Linda audience. Carter. You know, it's kind of yeah, like you know, she, she I've been Linda doing Carter. this for a long time. It's like yes, we get Featuring it. Linda Carter as somebody who used to play Wonder Woman, now playing somebody else, yeah. and it was fun. You know, I I, I knew like... she cameoed in the film, so I didn't know where. So then, when we got to the end credits, I went, "Oh, she! Oh, I think no." When they showed the armor first, she was our greatest warrior. I'm like, that's definitely gonna be Linda Carter, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but also, it's, pretty it... much guarantees that she's not gonna be in any sequels. No. Who's Asteria? Astrid. As- she's Astrid? going to. She is Astrid? a warrior, apparently. Well, good, j- good, 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 good. Rapid the... googling. Rapid googling in in happens oh no well just no in in the film she is a warrior who stayed behind on earth while the rest of the uh amazons fecked off um, okay cool so she's wonder woman yes she was wonder woman before diana basically got it cool excellent um oh damn it 
I'm really, I genuinely apologise for hating this. Oh, I don't hate it. I actually would watch this movie again for Kristen Wiig. And I think I might have to maybe talk about it next year when it's settled a bit. I will watch it again, but I really did not like this movie. I apologise. That is my opinion. That is... <laughs> That is quite all right. The, uh, the, the only thing I would say to you is like, if you dislike a movie that much, it's absolutely fine. Don't say on Twitter that everyone who did like it is a prick. And I am speak. I'm not yeah, speaking to you there, Ian. I'm speaking to no, everyone no, 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 no. who does that. You stop it. Let people Pe- like let things. Let people like what they like. Exactly. Let people like what they like. I like not liked is a like not needed. <laughs> but I will not. Ha- I can actually. I can see why. Stop it. I can see why people like this movie. It is a. My, my friend Joe said. Please, Ian, switch your brain off and watch this movie. I can't. However, I appreciate that it's a bit of entertainment, and I think there's lots in there, especially kids, that you can like. Um, So love it, enjoy it. Please, ignore me. I'm a grumpy old man. That is true. He is both grumpy and old. You need to say nothing else after this. All right. Yeah, that was well. Well, that that was was good. That was it. That was that was our assassination of uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. I hate that. Talking how much I don't like about things makes me smile so much. Um, cool. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you for listening, everyone that listened on the podcast. Thank you. We will see you very soon. Bye. 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 I hate that that's become a thing. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at English Irish GTM. Email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com and check out our website www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome and we love you very much. <laughs>